All right, welcome to Old School Janky. We're Ben Mangos with you guys. Uh, we're going to keep it super goofy uh, this time around, I think. Uh, I got a lot of uh, ridiculous questions lined up. Uh, as usual, first, shout out to our sponsors, shoptyt.com. Look at this cool hoodie. Oops, this uh, Young Turks. That's a badass hoodie. Canvas 2020, too late. No, actually, not too late. Uh, just today, we interviewed Gary Chambers Jr. He might run... Or he's very, very likely going to run uh, in uh, Louisiana for Cedric Richmond's seat. So not too late to canvas. And there might be other fun ones as well. Anyway, shoptyt.com. Okay. And uh, twostrongcoffee.com, new um, Christmas mug. Uh, it's a fun side. This is a fun side. Santa's progressive and Jesus is too. Santa's got a too strong shirt as well. So uh, twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT. By the way, um, now, like right wingers are leaving hate comments, and too strong coffee is responding too strongly. Uh, so which you don't see from other companies, to say the least. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. The gap has become pretty vicious online. <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, troll too strong coffee, yeah. too strong yeah. coffee <laughs> trolls you. Okay, <laughs> and one vendor is like, What's going on? Like, this is not normal. <laughs> yes, a lot of things we do are not normal. All right. So, Ben, um, let's start at Classic, okay? Uh, the the Probably the greatest game played in uh, old school history. What's more American? Okay. Hmm. Sure. All right. We're so in, as you and I established, we are in the middle of the most American season, meaning fall, winter spring, summer, that kind of season. Uh, yeah. And that, of course, is, uh, is fall. Yeah, there's, and, and that one was a no-brainer. The real question in, in that contest, of course, was which season was the least American? And there right, was some yeah. controversy around that. Um, right, but it's not as, not as interesting a question. <laughs> I, I think fall wins so easily for best season. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that it, that it becomes a less interesting question. And, and, and I, could, I could take in any argument for any of the next three, uh, you know, harder to put summer last. You know, I'd like to, but you yeah. probably can't. Um, so then like, wait, you're going to really fight over spring or winter. That's yeah. Crazy. Well, that was the fight. That was the battle between spring and winter. And my, uh, uh, recollection is that winter, uh, came and went uh, and spring came in last. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I would disagree with that only because, I don't even remember why. Yeah, because, you know, I, for you, even you, you know, uh, hope springs eternal. You know, it's the beginning of summer, this, scent of, this sense of, of uh, life getting better. But whatever. You can have it. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. I might be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. spring, uh, on the other hand, the most Persian season. So oh, when they sure. play. The well, to, me, to, me, to me, a bit of a, a less fun game. But sure, okay. <laughs> what's more persian kubada or chicken no oh okay. my god kubada close <laughs> anyways all right uh so what's more american baseball caps or jeans baseball caps or jeans is a is a tricky one but i think the answer is jeans because they've been around longer and they really represented america for a while you know, I mean, that's literally why people came to the country. I don't know. That's yeah. probably not true. Um, but uh, um, I love I love it. It might be. But I love when I repeat stuff. But now I've been made aware of how many things we were taught that just aren't the case. But, yeah, I, I suspect when people came, they bought a lot of jeans. Like that's that's probably true. <laughs> I have a tough time imagining somebody getting on a boat from Europe just to, you know, buy a pair of of uh of lee jeans um yeah. so i think i think jeans beat uh, beat baseball caps yeah and jeans are nearly invincible it's not fair yeah, that's right. uh, i yeah i started with baseball caps because it's it's so american that it, it at least had a fighter's chance yeah uh, um so sweatshirts or t-shirts mm -hmm. i don't have any idea uh I, i'm gonna go with uh I mean, I'm gonna go t-shirts, but I don't know why do we think t-shirts aren't weren't? Are we sure t-shirts started here? Uh, ben, that is irrelevant. Mm, okay. uh, 
pizza did not start here, but we own it. Well, and, first of uh, all, okay, your question is flawed because sweatshirts is too vague. So, I mean, like uh, uh, T-shirts or, or hoodies is, is better to me um, because, like, sweatshirts are meaningless. Um, but I'll say that, that, that hoodies are more American oh, uh, yeah. over, uh, over uh, T-shirts. Okay, so first of all, I object to everything uh, you just said. Uh, this is not nonsensical. It's the most sensical thing we've ever done. Uh, and uh, and sweatshirts are a thing. The thing you, you know, like, hey, we call it sweatshirts. Uh, but um, I was trying to be broader to give sweatshirts a, uh, more of a chance. But there's humor. The, the humor is T-shirts. The humor is in the specificity. Like, sweatshirts seems too vague, so it can't win. Hoodies, you're like, oh, hoodies are a thing that you can identify with. And now they've become an even bigger thing. I mean, I'll give you t-shirts. I don't, you know, I feel so, I, I have great, uh, I have a, a, a great ambivalence toward that one. Um, I don't I, even think of t-shirts as particularly American, although um, I do love t-shirts and I, I am an American. Yeah. I feel like if we didn't invent it, we almost certainly popularized it. Oh yeah, uh, we popularized everything. All we do is steal from other cultures. Yeah, well, that's true, too, of course. I mean, but by the way, part uh, of that's what makes us great, right? Oh, that's good. We'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. It's just that we pretend that it's ours. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the upside and the downside of the right wing, too, right? So the downside is these days they're like, no, don't let anything else in. We're full, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the other hand, uh, the right wing is great at stealing stuff. So they're like, like um, here we go again, Tucker Carlson with that segment where he's like, Tacos, they're not Mexican. They're American. <laughs> like, it's one thing to say they're American, and that's fun. Like, what more? what's more American, tacos or pizza? Okay, we're having a conversation. Yeah, right? that's right. But to say that they're not Mexican is absurd. It's beyond yeah. absurd. <laughs> yeah, or just to acknowledge, I mean, even to say, like, we've taken the authentic Mexican taco and made it American, which Mexican-Americans think, <laughs> that's not a taco. <laughs> Right. And us, because we're idiots, like, you know, I like it better because I like ground beef better than the steak yeah. that they put in theirs. But that's just because of what I grew up with. I'll concede that that taco, that their taco, their taco, that the authentic a Mexican, the authentic a Mexican taco, that the authentic Mexican taco is is better. But, you know, yeah, we I, like I, what I we would, grew up I, with. I would never concede that. Uh, hard shell ground beef. uh yeah is clearly the right way to go. Obviously, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and sour cream. Uh, if Tucker were to say, hey, that's an American invention, and we're doing it wrong, but better, yeah, no problem. I, in yeah. fact, I'd agree, right? Nothing <laughs> makes me feel more like an American than when I read in books and the novels I read, and the cool people are going to these authentic Mexican taco stands in Los Angeles, which are everywhere. And people find them delicious, right? And everybody wants to go, oh, you got to go to this place, uh, you know, in a certain location in L.A. that they rave about. And there's one place I think called Tacos Al Carbon, very near where I used to live. <laughs> right? uh -huh. and, uh, and, and I looked at it and I'm, I'm like, you know, at 20 years, I, I've never been there and I don't want to go. But <laughs> I'll go to a new Del Taco, <laughs> right? you know. <laughs> And like, I get 100%. it. I get it. I'm an idiot. Uh, totally. 100%. But you know, we, we like what we like. Well, a funny story about that. I had a couple of uh, Turkish friends come by uh, a couple of uh, months ago. And that was when we first started doing outdoor dining again. And so, uh, so we, we went, they said, Oh, you know, uh, we heard because one of them had not been in LA that LA has amazing Mexican food, obviously. Can you take us to one? I said, sure. And I had heard good reviews about one near my house, uh, and it's really authentic and wonderful, et cetera. So I took them, and they're like, mm, this is not Mexican food. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, this is actually Mexican this, food. Like, yeah, Mexican but we food, were looking yeah. for a Mexican food. Right, right, totally. That's <laughs> right, yeah. You know, like nachos with uh, cheese sauce spread out, and maybe uh, you add chicken and black beans and some guacamole. Like that. By the kind way, of I just got hungry. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it, there's a, there's almost 
like every time you get nachos somewhere and they're good, right? Whether with ground beef or, or, or chicken or nothing, you know, uh, I always think I should get nachos twice a week. <laughs> like, like there's yeah. just, I mean, there's such a perfect blend of all the things that make Mexico great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. Uh, then let's keep it going. I'll, I'll add one nachos or bagels. What is more American? Oh, that it's the most easiest thing for me. And, and the, oh, what's more American? What's more American? Uh, you know, bagels. But I would rather have nachos over bagels a hundred times in a row. I like bagels. I had bagels twice today, except I didn't have a bagel. This is the whole point. Tw for both breakfast and lunch, I made bacon, spread scallion cream cheese, which we had left over from a bunch of bagels, on it. And then you add onion, tomato and bacon right mm -hmm. and uh and it was fantastic that's why i had it a second time for lunch except i had it on an english muffin because we didn't have any bagels left and it was fantastic english muffins incredibly underrated bagels good but enough stop talking about them for crying out loud but there they are american but uh oddly enough english muffins <laughs> i think equally american even though there's <laughs> literally another country in the name Yes. Um, no, I think French fries are more American. Um, although, actually, I do think that, although oh, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Um, so, no, seriously, though, I, first, wrong, nachos more American than bagels. Uh, I, I think nachos are everywhere. Bagels are more coastal. Uh, they're for the coastal elites. There's uh, <laughs> a, a great bagel place that I went to in Omaha. I mean, it's your idiotic. It's just dumb. Okay. Right? Yeah, I hear and, you. And, but, I, and I might add anti-Semitic, but that was obvious. Yeah. So, in fact, I was going to say next, you're a traitor to your people uh, for ranking uh, bagels lower. Uh, and it's just noted for the record. That's all. Uh, okay. And, um, and uh, but mainly I want to applaud you for uh, ingeniously adding bacon to things I had not yet heard of or thought of. And first of all, as you know, another legendary old school rule is the, the triple Bs. Um, you could add bacon to anything salty and it will definitely make it better. Um, you could add uh, bananas to anything sweet and it'll almost definitely uh, make it better. Uh, there's a little bit of a fruit exception there, but not much. Uh, and uh, you can add butter to anything and it'll make it better. Yeah, well, okay, the killer Bs. Yeah, no, I, I largely agree. I don't feel as strongly about bananas, but I had my first peanut butter and banana sandwich last week. Pretty good, right? You know, I yeah, didn't, of uh, course, it's fantastic. And uh, and obviously better than peanut butter and jelly, and it's not even that close. So the onion, by the way, I had both, even though I used scallion cream cheese, I had scallions in addition to onions. Mm, underrated uh, combo. Uh, lettuce, I mean, uh, bacon and tomato, of course, go very well together. They're they're part of a sandwich. Um, I, as I've aged, can almost not have bacon. This was good bacon, very salty. I have to have orange juice with it. I mean, I have to, the way you once said, I can't have pizza without Coke. It's like, what's the, there's no point. Yeah. If you're having pepperoni pizza and you're not having it with Coke, you're having it in a foreign country. Uh, <laughs> or you are a foreigner in this land. In this land, we have Coke with our pepperoni pizzas. Yeah, that's right. And I, cr I mean, oh man, we had good overpriced uh, uh, fresh orange juice. And, and with that, I was like, uh, it doesn't get bad. I was like you. I was like you. This is is bursting with flavor. I didn't want it to end so much so that I just thought four hours later, I'm just going to do it again. Yeah, Ben. You know, it. it I'm really uh, upset with myself. Because <laughs> you can see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Because I had not realized that it was that potent combination of tomato and bacon that's particularly effective. That's like right. all these years of putting them together and having those sandwiches be delicious and me not connecting to the two most important factors were, I mean, bacon everybody gets. It's a winner in a landslide. But then the tomato, yeah. Tomatoes actually with now all of a sudden – one of the most underrated uh, foods. Yeah. Now you should think if somebody says, you know, you want a BLT, and you're like, yeah, and they go, oh, we're out of lettuce. You'd be like, doesn't matter. No, Large, I'll take largely the bit. irrelevant. Yeah. I, I I can make an argument that the bit is better than the BLT. 
<laughs> but the but the tub uh, is good. Um, uh, give, I, give I, if the lettuce third. is good, it adds a little. It adds some crunch, but it's it's mostly for uh, it's mostly an auditory uh, audible effect. Yeah, yeah, Omaha, Omaha. I get it. Uh, oh, that's an audible football. All right. Anyway, but yeah, give me a third more tomato uh, and just make yeah. it a bacon and tomato. Add add uh, mayo and. Ugh. Uh, no, yes. no, no mayo. That's yes. But oh. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The problem with tomatoes, of course, is that they got to be fresh. If they're fresh, they're awesome. If they're not fresh, I... That's right. That's right. There, there big, is no... Big... Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the biggest discrepancies in food. Like, within... Tomato has one of the largest spectrums of any food. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Okay. It's, yeah. it's obvious. It's obvious. All right. So, we then move on to what's more American, beaches or mountains? Mm. Mm. I think beaches. Um, partly because mountains are instantly associated with other places sooner. Beaches probably should be. But again, we think, oh, no, man, you go to the Jersey Shore is the best beach in the world. Like spoken by people who have never been to Greece or Turkey or the south of France or I suspect many places in Africa and along the Mediterranean. Right. But we you know, the Italian Riviera and, and you know, Canada, <laughs> South America, right? We're like, no, 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 the Jersey Shore. <laughs> but, but, but mountains, you know, or, or, you know, Malibu, right? But mountains are, though they're beautiful here and we have great mountains, but, you know, the, obviously the, you know, uh, the Alps and the, the Pyrenees are, you know, they, they, they have, they sort of lay claim to, to mountains. Okay. I have many things to say. Number one, uh, I grew up on the Jersey Shore. It is, uh, and I'm being honest, though I love Jersey. It's totally mediocre. Okay, yeah, right. well, I know. It's, yeah, it's like it's profoundly mediocre. Yeah, I bet I spent a lot of time in Rehoboth, um, which is uh, you know just down the shore. Uh, you know, it's it's Delaware. It's super close. It sucks. I mean, I love it, but it it kind of sucks. Yeah. So, the, Miami Beach, for example, is magical. Um, it has better sunsets. It has better clouds. It has infinitely better water. It's warmer. It's like, no. It has better clouds. I'm not sure those words have ever been spoken. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying nobody goes, oh, nobody's like, F off, man. That place has way better clouds. Atlanta's no, clouds kick Chicago's clouds ass. So here's what's going to happen to you guys that are uh, watching and listening to this, okay? One day you're going to find yourself in Miami Beach and you're going to look up at the clouds and, and remember this and, and be amused and be like, oh, right, Jenks said there was better. Oh, my God, he's right. There are better clouds here. And it's, by the way, it's not an accident. There are better clouds in, in better. <laughs> there are different clouds in different places because of the atmosphere and the humidity. I don't know what I'm talking about at all, but I'm sure that that's at least partially right. Okay. We should get Mark, uh, we'll get Mark Thompson on there. He will. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm going to bring this back. But then in a surprising twist, I vote mountains. Um, mm -hmm. So some countries are obvious, right? Uh, it, what's more Greek, beaches or mountains? Are we having a conversation? Well, nobody's having that conversation. What's more Swiss, uh, beaches or mountains? Nobody's having that conversation, right? right. But for America, it, it's pretty 50-50. Uh, we, we're known for our beaches, Miami Beach, Santa Monica, let alone all the other ones, Right. Uh, but the Rockies and that. Yeah, I know, but you're being, no. you're being an elitist, a coastal elitist, oddly in talking about things that <laughs> aren't on the coast. No, because, because we're Definitely like, oh man, the beaches, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. It, it outnumbers going to the mountains by 75 to one, at least in sort of pop culture. Our thing is the beach, you know, the the surfer movies in the 1960s and, and rock music and kids at the beach, like kids don't get together uh, scantily clad as, as you know, in their 1920 and, 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 you know, and, and head to Mount Zion. <laughs> or okay, Zion that's National fair. Park. That's fair. Yeah. That's super yeah. fair. Uh, look, uh, am I the fairest man in America to acknowledge those things right out of the gate? Uh, yeah, sure. Fine. I'll take the title. And, and, and just so we're clear, you could argue that I think the beaches are more American, but the mountains are better. Yeah. All right. Well, then let me ask it this way. So, so far you've got me uh, ready to, almost ready to switch my vote. What's more American, though, Miami Beach 
or the Rockies? Um, uh, probably the Rockies. Yeah, it's got to be. The Rockies. Again, I think the I don't Jersey think you can Shore name a beach by itself yeah. that beats the Rockies. I, I think Jersey Shore is actually the the beach that would compete. You know, maybe out here in L.A. I mean, it's so stupid, but that is the, you know. No, it's because it was in the pop culture because of the MTV show. No, it, it, that's why it sticks in people. That's not the only reason, but it's the reason it's sticking in our minds recently. No, and it's new, and it's a beach for New Yorkers. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. By the way, you're right. I saw a gorgeous-looking beach on online. It's one of those screensavers, and they say, guess where it is? I'm like, ah, oh, Hampton's got it, right? Uh, it's like, no, South Africa. I was like, oh. yeah. well, they have beaches in South Africa. Like the whole, <laughs> whole, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, oh, by the way, we're not like Australia. Like their oh. beaches, let's crush it. New Zealand. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all. And by the way, you know, I well, love the South islands Carolina. have a bit of an unfair advantage. Uh, yeah. and, and we mentioned beaches without mentioning Hawaii. You know, oh, yeah, those are good. Um, the uh, uh, and, you know, I lived in South Carolina for five years and. And the, the Sullivan's Island. I mean, I, I, I mean, I would love to have a house on Sullivan's Island, if not for the fact that I might run into Lindsey Graham one day, and uh, and that would ruin everything. But Sullivan's Island, Isle of Palms, but Sullivan's Island is a kind of cool old school feel. At least it did in the late nineties. Yeah, they're, they're they're obviously they're better beaches than the Jersey Shore, yeah. but Jersey Shore is American. <laughs> all right it, it's the rockies but i'll give you beaches more american than mountains uh Accepted. all right uh, am i not merciful all right we got to wrap this uh, episode uh to get the full old school episode tyt.com slash join all right uh back on old school jank you ben makers with you guys uh sponsored by a number of folks including uh two strong coffee new christmas mug 20 bucks uh 25 bucks if you get the uh, the coffee with it Cutie little samplers, okay. Oh, Shao Shao, Uprising, and uh, and Rebel Roast. That way you get to try out the coffee. Uh, that's just twenty five bucks. That's a killer deal. I mean, it's you're actually losing money by not getting that. Uh, and per, per percentage of the proceeds go to Just Democrats, Wolfpack, etc. So that's two strong coffee. dot com slash tyt. Uh, make sure you do slash tyt so we get credit for it. Uh, this is Santa's package. These are the real uh, packages of coffee uh, with the mug. Santa's progressive and Jesus is too. And uh, on that one, you're saving $33. So I don't know why you want to throw $33 in the street. If I was you're you, gonna, I wouldn't do it. If you're, a coffee drinker, if you're a coffee drinker, you're going to buy coffee anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're not, it's not like sometimes you buy stuff or somebody pushes something and I get it. And I'm like, I already have a t-shirt. Like, like I didn't need this thing, right? But I mean, yeah. I I buy coffee, so yeah. just buy this coffee, and, and it's delicious. Like we're not playing with you. Uh, check Good. it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, Ben. Speaking of which, that actually leads into a topic because too strong, so delicious. I've gone now creamless. Oh, that's so, an interesting. It's a, it's. I feel like it's an inevitable uh, development. Not not uh, well, not inevitable, but a frequent development. Yeah, no, I, I, when I did it with other coffees, there's only like one other brand that I could go creamless with, which I won't tell you what it is, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, but when I go creamless with the other brands, I'm like, mm, nah, I don't know, it needs cream. Okay. Uh, but but with Too Strong and one other one, it... it, it mm, there are, are many you... others that you could, and it's not the brand. I mean, it's, not, it's, where, the, it's where the coffee is from and then how they roast it. But I've now, I now know too much about coffee that it makes me an, an ass. I, I got, I got it. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. The, like the even though we're obsessed with too strong coffee, et cetera, but I still feel like being a coffee connoisseur is next door neighbor to uh, being a wine connoisseur, which of course no is unbearable. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a coffee connoisseur because I couldn't tell you any more than what I just said. Like I think it depends on the roast and where it's from. Like, but I don't really know. I can't take that conversation. Like most things, I can't take that conversation any farther. Uh, but I have all these ways to make coffee, and I love making it because I, I love smelling it. And, and making it quickly doesn't interest me nearly as much as sort of going through a little process and having that ritual be part of my day. Like, I look forward to that. Yeah. So let's flip to more American game. Uh, what's more elitist, wine or sushi? 
Oh, you mean, but first, well, talking about it, right? I mean, people who just like drink it or eat it, I, I don't think there's. So what's more elitist? Why? So you're talking about people who talk about, oh, you got to go to this place. You got to go to this sushi chef. No, no, people. I can't even stomach either one of those conversations. So I'm just talking in general, more elitist, wine or sushi? Wine. But, okay. but, but I think if you enter into the things, I mean, a, a sushi conversation about why you can't go to this sushi place or why you have to go to the sushi. And like when, you know, because now you go to a, a regular supermarket, go to Ralph's out here and they, they make it every day and it's fine. It's good. If you yeah, want sushi. No, no, yeah. no, there's not, you're right, Ben. So I agree with you. Overall wine is more elitist. Uh, but if you run into a sushi snob, oh, no, yeah. run, run from the building. Okay. Right. Yeah. Don't let them talk to you. Uh, you know, so, Oh, you get it from Ralph's. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay, look, yeah. I get it. I've had better sushi. I haven't had top of the line sushi. Uh, and I get that better sushi tastes uh, fresher. I, I, I can yeah. taste it. I get it. Right. Uh, unlike wine, which I don't get at all. All reds taste identical to me. All whites taste identical to me. Identical. Okay. <laughs> And I get that you're not making it up. I used to think you were making it up. I get that you can taste the differences, not you, Ben, but like people who are into wine. Uh, but I can't. But with sushi, I can taste the difference a little bit. But is it like, oh, please, Ralph's, you should not, it's not edible, right? Uh, whereas if you go to uh, Mr. Miyagi's, whatever it is, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's like, then the sushi is magically worth $200. No. And, and nope. sometimes, nope. right, right, exactly. Sometimes it is. And, and it's also about like you could love fresh sushi, fresh sushi and say like, oh, man, I just, there's this place. I go to a couple places. I go to, it's just delicious. And then you're like, oh, I got it at Ralph's. And, and if they go, oh, I go with man, if you want sushi, that's, you know, it's okay. It's pretty good. And you're like, all right, fine. Then you're allowed to be a little snobbish about the, about the great sushi. And what I love is like that people like there's some things that you're people wind up being snobby about and other things that people are not snobby about. And why? Like I, there's probably yeah. a good reason, but like, like nobody's like, oh, what's your favorite Del Taco? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if any two people were going to be snobby about stuff like a low rent things, it'd be the two of us. Right. You know, because we'd be like, oh, you can't go to that Del Taco. That Del Taco is dirty. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But, oh, uh, the Del Taco over on Wilshire. That's the one to go to. That's the one to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's only like 10 years old. Super fresh. Smells great. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, you that's right. What? And by the way, I, that's how, that's why I like, one reason why I like McDonald's more than Burger King. Except uh, for obvious reasons. But, but also, like, McDonald's, there is a franchise consistency. Like, it's pretty rare that you walk into a McDonald's and it's any grosser than the last McDonald's you were in, right? Now, you may find them all gross, in which case we don't really have anything in common. But um, but, <laughs> but the McDonald's consistency is impressive, whereas sometimes you're in a Burger King, you're like, oh, this is good. I'll, play, I'll eat a Whopper here. This will be all right. I want a, a, burger, a cheeseburger. And, it's there. and you walk into another Burger King and you're like, can't eat here. Can't do it. Well, I mean, I can because I'm here and I'm hungry, but this is the only time. <laughs> Yeah, no, but like we talked about earlier with tomato having the biggest spectrum and range of tastes, uh, yeah. Burger King has, uh, you yeah, nailed it, right. Burger ha yeah. King has the biggest spectrum in fast food. That's right. Some Burger King would be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. And others are like, no, yeah, right? You're like, damn it, damn it, there was a Wendy's a mile and a half away. I really oh, should have gone God. to yeah. The degree yeah. to which I would go to a Wendy's a mile and a half away over a Burger King is indescribable. Yeah. So I... We might be fast food snobs. Uh, <laughs> and Can I, you be a fast food snob? Well, that's no. what I was going to say. I, 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 oxymoronically, uh, <laughs> I might be a diner snob. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, though, because you're not, if you're, you're not uh, uh, hyping up the faux diners, right? You're not talking about some diner in a Gulfstream trailer where the burgers cost $27, right? I mean, you're just talking about diners, and you can like diners better than other diners right as long as they're they're real diners and i love i generally love coffee from a diner but as you you know i i'll, I'll drink almost any coffee that has just been made um and i will enjoy it to some extent yeah. but i was talking to ben dreyfus on twitter 
um, he's Richard Dreyfuss's son and he's a, he's funny. Uh, he's weird and he's funny, but you know, and he made some point about like, look, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but you, you coffee people who say it doesn't need cream and sugar. I mean, you're posers, <laughs> right? <It's> disgusting. <laughs> well, I like him already. Yeah, he, totally. Even though we just yeah. said we're going creamless, uh, yeah. Ben is right, right? It, it is, it, it is a halfway, at least a halfway poser move. So um, that's why. So I responded to him. I go, look, I drink it black. I didn't used to. I drink it black. Um, one for a couple one because cream and sugar it was too filling right it didn't it wasn't what i thought it should be and then my dad drank it that way and i thought well if it's too filling and he did it and he's not a poser right it's just i don't think he ever put cream and sugar in it his entire life and so if you're from that generation you're like no this is how you have coffee they pour it from the pot in the cup and you drink it um so i like it black but i but I, I, lo I love the first sips and the smell and the thing. And as soon as it's not so hot that it scalds your mouth, I completely lose interest. And, and like once a week, I have coffee with cream and sugar. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is delicious. <laughs> okay. By the way, Ben Dreyfus is talking to his friends right now going, Ben Mankwitz, you know, he's on Twitter. He's, he's the son of Frank Mankwitz. He's funny, but strange. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, I hope so. That'd, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I'm moving on to this. Uh, you have to give up football or baseball. I give up football, but I, I know that you would go the other way. But I give up baseball. I give up football for enormously sentimental reasons. Right? I mean, I love it. It's my favorite sport. I love it. I love the the action on every single pitch. Uh, I get way less bored, ironically, with baseball overall um, than football. But I would miss watching football terribly, and I don't want to pretend that it would be an easy thing to give up. No, no, I, that's why I asked you, because that's a super tough question for you. For me, of course, that's not a... For me, you'd have to ask football or all other sports. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm going all other sports. Yeah. I would give up all other. Yeah, sports. I know. I was going to say you'd give up all other sports. Um, yeah, it would be. Look, not having football would be a, a a blow. That's all there is to it. It it would be a blow. But I would, uh, yeah. But a part of my identity, not that anybody cares about my identity except me, is is baseball when it's baseball season and thinking about it and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know Michael Shore says a wonderful thing. It's like one of my favorite compliments, which is that, you know, uh, he's a baseball fan, but but it's a different experience when he watches a baseball game with me. And I, I, I love that about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's such a Jank Uger thing to say. I, I love it. It's a Ugurian thing to say. Ugurian uh, sounds like a guy who won, uh, who was ranked number one in chess at some point in the world. <laughs> totally, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and then lost one match and moved to Siberia and was never heard from again out of shame. Right, but yeah. but uh, chess snobs uh, still oh, talk right. about the Ugurian. Chess snobs uh, uh, can spend some time with sushi snobs, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Right. They're like, well, look, I'm not sure anybody was ever better than the Ugur Ugurian at his, at his height <laughs> before pre-Siberia. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the kind of thing that snobs say. Like, they always yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, you thought uh, Le LeBron James or Michael Jordan was the best basketball player? Please. Please. It's actually um, Horace Grant. <laughs> like, I oh, really, come on, dude. <laughs> I really enjoyed my, uh, my description of chess the way i see it as check checkmate oh that's <laughs> all that happens in every single chess match i know i said that before but it's uh it bears it's repeating. funny every check <laughs> checkmate oh and then you they make up the name for the, for the move he just made oh yeah you, so, you rogadored me wow yeah yeah <laughs> So uh, you Joe Rogan me there. I didn't see that you coming. You Joe Rogan me, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now... You took four hours to make a move and it was really dull. <laughs> you uh, you played exclusively with right-wingers. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so chess is more on the mind for a lot of folks because of Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I... And, I, there's so many funny moments about chess. Not true, but 
<laughs> hear me out. <laughs> so we're watching Queen's Gambit, and they're like, Borgoff is the, you know, the, the best in the world. And I'm like, yeah, I think I remember that Borgoff guy. And then my wife is like, this movie's not real. Uh, there was no Borgoff. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, but, but you know. <laughs> but it sounds like there, Borgoff was number one in the world. It, it's Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, in chess... I'm a rookie, and I and I like not knowing any of the gambits, right? I'm not a gambit guy. I just, you know, but um, two fun things. One is whenever I lose, um, that's why I love your description. I'm always shocked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you see in Queen's Gambit, they'll get to a point where they're like, oh, I see. There's only like 723 moves left, and there's no way I could win resign totally no. yeah, yeah 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 with me i'm like oh <laughs> yeah no you know and the funny thing is I, I stick by my description of chess but i suspect that if i'd been introduced to chess at a at a young age uh i'd probably love it uh, i suspect there's some serious baseball fans who like chess you know i i, I get it i got it i know i'm yeah. wrong but it's still funny yeah check no i remember check when me. i was a kid <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I was a kid and we were playing chess. Uh, and um, first of all, it didn't stick. Um, but uh, I remember thinking, like, if, okay, if I move the queen in a position to take the bishop, I'll be able to take the bishop the next turn. Oh, no, wait, that's not going to work. Okay, and, uh, and then I kept thinking, there's got to be a better way to do this, but I just can't figure it out. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh... I suspect that the check checkmate thing that I've seen so many times in movies is really like the the enormous flaw that movies about poker have, with the exception yeah. of some great ones like like uh, like California Split, which manages to get bluffing. I mean, for crying out loud, they just play low in one. There's a low table. That's it. Like they they get it. Um, like they don't care. They just don't need to explain it. But in both in that uh, the John Corbett show about gambling that was on FX, it happened in a wonderful poker movie that I love, but not because so much because of the poker. They get the feel right. The Cincinnati Kid from 1965, Steve McQueen, Edward G. Robinson, and Margaret Tuesday Weld, Carl Moe. Um, but uh, and then also in uh, um, a Honeymoon in Vegas, right, where the where somebody has a straight flush. And then the other person has the straight flush one better. You know, in Honeymoon no. in Vegas, Nicolas Cage bets it all because he's got a straight flush to the jack. And then James Caan has it to the queen. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. What happens is you don't fold because you think you got it. And the guy stayed in and he drew a third ten. Right. That's 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 how you lose your your fortune. And the exact same thing happens with a straight flush at the end of the Cincinnati kid. And if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what happens. Like they're playing some game with wild cards and some guy with, you know, he, it's either a straight flush or a guy with five Kings loses to the guy with five eights. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and in chess, I believe that a check checkmate is very unlikely because you're going to have to maneuver out of the check first to checkmate the other guy. I'm, I suppose it could happen, but it, it seems you can tell from this conversation we know nothing about chess. Let's move on. Um, okay, but I like it. It's strategery. I, yeah, I yeah. want to. I, I want to know it better. I want to play it more when I have time. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm playing with my kids, uh, and they're beating me. So you have a sense of it. No, uh, seriously. <laughs> but they're but they're but they're good, and I'm super proud of them that they're good. Um, and, and like, who doesn't want their kid to be good in chess? What kind of maniac right. wouldn't want their kid to be good in chess? Oh yeah, I, like if you look, here's what I think: that a person who can play chess or play the piano, there's no way they're not. There's no way they're not interesting in some way. I mean, if it's chess, it might be interesting in a horrible way, but they have something going on, right? I mean, those those old guys in that are you know in, in New York that meet and play chess. Those dudes are interesting. Yeah. They, and you know they are. You know they have interesting stories. So the, the folks, the kids that know chess and piano and violin and stuff, let's put it this way. They have a higher floor. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. A yeah, higher, so, yeah, higher floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
All right, which then leads me to an unexpected question. What's more American, poker or blackjack? I think poker. Maybe it wasn't. I think poker. Poker Poker seems very American. Blackjack seems like a game that you hate, but continue to play again and again and again. <laughs> I think you might have just taken your personal experience on that one. Uh, but yes, <laughs> poker is the correct answer. Uh, blackjack could be in uh, Monaco just as much, right? I always struggle with that. Is it Monaco? Yeah, if that's Mon what you're trying to say. Mon yeah. What do you think it is? Monaco? Yeah, I always want to say Monaco. I know it's not Monaco, <laughs> but I always want to say Monaco. And then I get like, wait a minute. I know it's not Monaco, but I'm not positive it's Monaco. <laughs> no, it's definitely Monaco. Okay. So Monaco, uh, Blackjack, just as much. But poker, that's us. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. not us, but you get it. Yeah, um, all right. Now, this was kind of annoying. So if you don't want to take too much time with it, I, I hear you. Uh, you have to give up TV or sports, right? So you're allowed to watch sports on TV, obviously, but you're not allowed to watch anything else on TV or uh, or TV and no sports. But sports still exist. Yeah, they exist. You're just not allowed to watch them in person or on TV. Can I listen? Can it be on the radio? No. no. So I have to. I can read about it after or or watch it after it's over, uh, like highlights. No, nah, I'm eliminating it. I'm eliminating it. So it exists only in a world where I read about it later. I, I, you are not allowed to engage in sports. So you're not even allowed to read about it. I think I give up sports. It's tricky, though, because of the baseball thing. But, I mean, so I can't watch TV. Can I go to movies? Mm, yeah. I can go to movies, but the pan there's no pandemic, and I can't watch movies at home. I can watch no screen yes. at home. That's right. You cannot watch movies at home. You have to go to. Can a movie. I have a uh, uh, an acting troupe come over and perform a play in my yard? Yes, definitely. That's a play. <laughs> that's not TV. Uh, I don't know, man. That, that's the that's too hard. That's like asking me to give up one of my dogs. Well, that's easy, actually. Uh, yeah, it's like asking me. Yeah. Sounds much <laughs> nah, easier. Yeah, easiest thing in the world. Um, I'll do. I'll give up one of my dogs, even if you don't ask. Um, uh, I don't know. That's. Uh, I got to think about that one for a sec. I, I suppose. I suppose I'd give up TV. I'd give up TV, and I would. Uh, I guess I'd read. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I guess I'd read. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to pretend that that doesn't suck, but, you know, I guess I'd do it. Yeah, no, you got to keep TV. As much as I love sports, love it, love it, love it, love it. You, you can't, TV's too big. It's too all-consuming. Also, just think about it. If you gave up TV and you could only watch sports on TV, my God, you'd watch a lot of sports on TV. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. And, then, yeah, and you'd also be broke. Because then yeah, in be, order to entertain yeah, totally. yourself, you'd have to gamble more, and then you're then it's just, like, guaranteed disaster. Yeah, I mean, you'd be like, uh, uh, no, sweetie, the uh, Quebec Nordiques are playing the Atlanta Flames on ESPN Classic. These teams don't even exist anymore, but it's, uh, it's a hockey game from 1979. I got to watch. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to repeat the, for, because I'm sure the, the great majority of you didn't hear uh, the Tommy Chung's brother story about his hockey fights. You're going to love that story. We're going to do it for the members. Uh, so we got to wrap this. TYT.com slash join to hear that story and the rest of old school. We love you guys, tyt.com slash join. All right, so this is just for the members now. So Ben, you remember the story I told to you recently. Uh, Tommy Chong's brother, uh, They so they uh, lived all the way up in, in uh, like, I'm gonna say Northern Canada. I don't know what that means. They lived in a very cold place where they play hockey all the time. And then they had these um, like non-official leagues uh, and and then the refs stopped showing up uh, because there were so much fights and the refs, then the refs were getting assaulted and the refs didn't want to get in the middle of the fights. And so there's, then it became refless unofficial leagues. And so Tommy Chong's uh, brother used to play in them all the time when they were younger. And, and when he's like in his fifties, uh, he's having like issues with, he thinks arthritis in his hands. So he goes to uh, the doctor uh, and the doctor does a bunch of tests, and then he runs some x-rays, and he finds the problem. He had teeth shrapnel in his knuckles 
from the fights from the hockey games. So great. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's a good story. Yeah. You know, there's a, a, that guy is 10 times the man I'll ever be. Yeah. There's a, there's a story. uh, There's a, 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 I don't read it much anymore. Although I just started one uh, uh, as a a crime, a mystery writer named Steve Hamilton, which is not a great name for a mystery writer. Um, And he writes about this detective up in Detroit, Michigan, really like almost in the UP named Alex McKnight. uh, The story is a guy who had a cup of coffee with the Tigers. But he lives up there. It's freezing cold. It's right just south of the Canadian border. And there's this, and they play sort of club hockey. They all play club hockey. I don't like hockey, but I, if I lived in Canada, if I grew up in Canada or Detroit or Boston, I'd like hockey. Like, I get it. There are certain places where you're supposed to like hockey, but not D.C. and not Florida, not Phoenix. Um, so, uh, and they play club hockey, and the descriptions in these books are vicious like about how much they'd fight and how aggressively they'd fight. And these guys are playing into their fifties. Um, and I sort of, I romanticized that. I was like, well, that sounds fun. Like playing competitive, playing any, as we talked about with kickball last week or a couple of weeks ago, playing any competitive organized event with teams where you keep score at our age. I, I'm, I'm enormous. I find that enormously appealing. Like I, I just, it's almost what I, I wasn't doing it before the pandemic. It's almost all I want to do when it's over. Yeah. You know what? Um, so it's not like we did this pre pandemic, uh, but post pandemic and post both of us having enough time. Um, let's, let's, let's go bowling. Yeah. Bowling would be good. Team bowling is good. You know, I bowled, 200, I bowled 200 last time I bowled. Shut up. I know, bowled 200. I didn't know you were a bowling connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to have your own ball, Jackie. Yeah. So the the yeah, I went ball. I mean, I think my previous high is like 138, and all of a sudden I bowled a 200. That's the last time I bowled. What so, happened? Did you just solve it? Like I solved life, you solved bowling. Every time I put it, it just went down the middle. I don't spin it. I went down the middle, but it was a little off, so I kept getting strikes. I mean, if you keep getting strikes. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really, it was wow. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just, it's uh, like in high school basketball when I played. And I, you know, I was there mostly for defense, but I was a captain. And I started for the last two years, but my high game was 18 points and I missed a layup. And we played like 32 games a year. Uh, so my high game was 18 points. And I missed a layup. And then in another game, I had 11. That was it for my, <laughs> for my double figure games. Um. I'll tell you, bowling has bedeviled me. Um, I I don't know why I can't solve it. Uh, I, no one gets ninety one in bowling more than I do. You, you know, here's here's why I think, or here's why it strikes me because I bowled with you a few times. Strikes so gotcha. you don't look like a um, uh, you don't look like an athlete, right? When you're out playing football or playing basketball, but those are the things I've played with you, and, and inevitably, if you're just playing, you know, if we're not playing with you know thirty year old jocks like you know anna's husband um you know then you're going to be one of the best players there you know you're sort of aggressiveness you're a good football player uh you know the quarterback you think you are but you're a very good football player you're an excellent defensive player you, know, you sort of make nobody steals the ball from you ever you know in in, in certainly in football and you're an excellent basketball player but bowling your sort of unathletic awkwardness seems to play more of a role you know that's what maybe it is. it's yeah that's what yeah. it is that's why i'm also not good at at golf because what makes me a decent athlete is just my over-the-top aggressiveness. I'm going to grab the ball and I'm going to put it in a goddamn hoop, and there's not much you could do about it. That's right. right. Yeah. And you're and you're you got to finesse you're also, it. You're underside. You're a good shooter and a good passer. But yeah, yeah. the uh, um, but yeah, right. I mean, you're just you're sort of a force where guys are like you know, you know. I mean, it's actually why I like guarding you because I always feel like it's a you know it's a challenge and I you know and I like doing it and if I you know and I mean you frequently score on me but. Uh, I mean, have games where you score a lot of points on me, but like I've shut you down a couple of times and it always feels good. And I'm sure I, I mean, if there were a referee, I'm sure I'd foul out, but you know, I, uh, uh, but I like that in football, like you can't compete with you. I think, Oh, I'm going to get that ball where we jump up together and I touch it first. And then you have an interception. Like, that's just, that's just how it's going to go. No, no, you're very kind. Like I can do this all day long. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, you're right. You're right. Golf and golf and bowling. There's an, uh, uh, there's a, a finesse aspect to them and you yeah. don't, you're not 
you're not you don't finesse your sports. No, I'm not. I'm not a finesse guy. Anyone who's ever seen me in anything knows he's not a finesse guy. I like the uh, idea that people who bowl a lot are like, do these guys just say there's a that bowling requires finesse? I know, I know, but it does. It does. Like it, it's, does, it yeah. doesn't feel like it because you're dressing so bad, uh, and you live in Milwaukee, and you know, and you, and, a, and you have a mustache, right? And you're like unbelievably drunk, but. Yeah, bowling is finesse. Sorry, I hate to break it to you, but that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. By the way, as we became uh, bowling snobs there, uh, because you also part your hair in the middle. Um, the uh, like, uh, obviously, we're kidding. And secondly, bowling is so fun. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I, the degree to which I want to go bowling now is indescribable. <laughs> but how you great would it be? How great would it be if we played? You know, eight weeks a year, and then well, in LA, a couple times. You know, there was like an eight-week season of flag football for people over forty or forty-five. Like, oh, I, first of all, that's super fun. But no, I thought you were going to say, um, if we had a bowling league in LA. No, yeah, I mean, uh, that would also that would also be fun. But I would rather be outside playing softball or in a basketball league or. Basketball wouldn't be outside. Uh, you know, I would just like, I don't care. Like when we played softball and that's why I thought you should play softball. It made no difference. It didn't matter if you went three and nine in the season, each game was thrilling. You know, uh, it was thrilling. Yeah. If you lost 19 to four, it was still thrilling. Just talk, no. hanging out, trying to score, trying to win, you know? Yeah. So no, Ben, I'm telling you, man, that's it. Uh, once COVID's over, we have to make a plan to go bowling with, with the guys. And, but we have to get like, like we all have to Uber and we have to get stupid drunk slash high. Like, all right, sure. come on, come. How is that not going to be one of the best nights of our lives? See the top eleven night guaranteed already. Put it in the yeah. books. But it might if I'm if I if I indulge in that way, it might keep me from getting a two forty. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> okay. How. Imagine being in a bowling league in L.A. with John Turturro and John Goodman. All right. Well, yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd be fun. No question. Okay. No question. It, yeah. that, that would – no, but I would retire off that. I'd be like – Yeah. And if people but say, what, oh, you yeah, so you're just like into celebrities. Yeah, with yeah, Turturro and Goodman. Yeah, definitely. Yes. But not but not like uh, – not Buscemi and uh, and Bridges. That doesn't, <laughs> doesn't interest you. Oh, I mean, come on. Uh, forget for, – Torturo, I'll take any combination of the two. Are you insane? Torturo and Buscemi, and we go regularly bowling every other week? <laughs> how, is that, how are you not the coolest person that anyone has ever met? Yeah, no, that'd be pretty great. And by the way, I, and, and, and if you're looking, again, as you, you, mentioned that, uh, uh, you mentioned that you'd like to get high, you should go with Bridges. <laughs> That's the Oh, yeah. I interviewed Jeff Bridges for uh, for TCM. He came to the festival for a for a screening of Lebowski, and uh, I think it was twenty fifth anniversary. <laughs> and he was awesome, but he was just how you think it was. And we're doing the interview, and he's like, "You know, man, um, I think we should just like get in touch with ourselves, don't you? Something like that." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> You're like, and then he gets so he gets up, he gets up in front of the crowd, it's a packed house. He's like, "Come on, everybody, come on, everybody, home." <laughs> Yeah. No, it was, no. It was, yeah. Yeah. No, Ben, you just changed my life. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, listen. I'll tell you why. Because you didn't change it. You just like it was like the finishing touch. Because part of the reason that I this is like the, one of the most common topics in TYT history for the whole network. And if anybody heard, uh, like the right wing would never believe it. They'd think it was that. There's no way that's true. Although some now some new portion of the left wing be like I thought so, but one of the most common topics is what if we were rich, <laughs> right? And the, yeah, and the different great things that we would do, right? And so um, I want to be part of the reason I want to be rich is so I can be Jeff Bridges because right now if I am at a conference or something and I go to everybody, hey, you know what? You let's get in touch with ourselves, and I go up and I go, um, they remove me from the building, That's right? right? Yeah. But if you're incredibly rich or incredibly famous, then you, you as um, Dennis Hopper said in, in the great movie Speed, uh, then you become eccentric. You're not weird anymore. You're eccentric. Yeah. Right? Um, yep. and, and I was born to be eccentric. 
you were, but yeah, you're right. You are, you were born to be eccentric and you pull it off despite the restrictions. Yeah. But I got to contain myself, right? Yeah. I can go to a six on eccentric now and get away with it. And most people are at a point, you know, 0.6. So they're like, Whoa, that guy's like off the charts. But if, if you give me uh, an excuse like money or fame or whatever it is, and people allow it, and then they think it's like fun for me to be eccentric, I'll be at a 12. <laughs> um, uh, can I bring something up? That's why I was yeah, looking up. I just want to bring it up because I showed my wife today. I don't know when this one was it. It was a, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, February 2019. You remember it. But do you remember the guy's name? Do you remember Rutger Bregman? Yes. He's the guy that was going to go on Tucker Carlson. That's right. Uh, and uh, but he taped it, and Tucker didn't actually run the interview. He uh, uh, talked about uh, the problems with capitalism, and he's a foreigner. Yeah, that's right. He's a Dutch historian, and he went to Davos, and he said that, uh, like, I got it. We're talking about you know how we can help this, and how we can fix the world economy, and help the one percent. And he's like. I don't know, man. Taxes, 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 taxes. He goes, it's like, <laughs> so true. it's like, it's like the house is on fire and we all meet to how to do it, but we're not allowed to talk about water. <laughs> you know, it was like, um, and, uh, so Tucker took that and brought him on because he was giving it to the elites. And he said like, you look, you guys come out here and you discuss it and that's great, but you all, you, know, you talk about global warming and you all fly out here on your jets and then you won't talk about taxes either. And then former Yahoo CEO gets up and asks it and he's like, you know, uh, you know, what other than taxes, you know, we hear a lot about taxes, taxes. OK, but, you know, what are other ways we can do it? And some woman, you know, said, like, I don't know, man, we they're they're you know, uh, people in the United States who tell us uh, they're working and they're not allowed to. They have to wear diapers to work because they're not allowed to uh, to take a bathroom break. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, it's the richest country in the world. Like, yeah, t- t- we need to fix that. But anyway, so you need taxes, taxes, taxes. And I was telling my wife, I don't remember what prompted it. I found it. And then uh uh, and so Tucker kept bringing about that. And Tucker does not see it coming even after it's come. Right. He keeps trying to go back. He's like, oh, man, I, I just love that. Love the guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, I came to speak truth to power. And, you know, part of the problem in the power is that, uh, you know, here on Fox News, you don't, uh, you know, you guys don't talk about it ever. You don't talk about taxes. And Tucker ignores it the first time. And finally, he's like, how much, you know, you, you, you don't even live here. You don't see much Fox News. <laughs> he goes, what you would have said. He goes, have you ever heard of the Internet? Right. You know, you know, I can watch as much as I want. Um, and uh, you never talk about it. And you're part of the problem. The Murdochs are. And he talked about the Cato Institute funded by the Koch brothers and uh, and that Rupert Murdoch's part of the problem. And you're the billion. I mean, it sounded like you, you're the billionaires, you know, the billionaires pay off the millionaires to, you know, spread disinformation. It's taxes, the tax rate in Eisenhower, 70, 80, 90 percent. It was the, uh, you know, the greatest economy, golden age, American economy. And Tucker gives one attempt, to, you know, but that was a manufacturing economy it's different now that can't work and the guy's like why <laughs> and it was just and he was never flustered even when tucker started saying you know f you you're a you're a bald moron or whatever whatever he said but the guy was so even keel i don't know if something you prompted something you'd said prompted me but he was just he was just he was so cool uh the entire time and i i know that's been a, over a year but uh but props need to be given to uh uh rutger bregman and as always if that had been the reverse had happened somehow and that were Chris Hayes or Rachel Maddow, you know, I feel like they might've lost their job. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, it is, as you know, you've got to, uh, as history has taught us, you've got to sexually harass at least seven women or sexually assault three women to get fired from Fox news. Yeah. Right. Like it is near impossible if you have good ratings to get fired from Fox News. Some have pulled it off anyway. Uh, but uh, so, yes, um, we can end on this fun note. Um, people named Rucker are there's ne- there's no bigger disparity between names of people and schools than Rucker, because people named Rucker are super cool. Rucker's not so much. Yeah. <laughs> What's interesting is that Rutger is a cool name, but Gunter isn't. No, no, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. that we all know these things. Like my ki- kids, they don't know what Wiener Schnitzel is. First time right. they heard Wiener Schnitzel, laughed for hours. Of course, right? It's funny, <laughs> funny name, funny word. Yeah. And and then like eventually, Joy was like, "What's a Wiener?" 
Yeah, doesn't uh, matter. She, uh, you, she but doesn't know. Laughing for four right. right. But she still thinks Wiener Schnitzel is the funniest thing she's ever heard. And yeah, everybody knows Gunter is a disastrous name and Rucker is a super badass name. Yeah. But let's also, in Joy's defense to some extent, or Joy's, uh, to understand Joy, Schnitzel, also funny. I can't even say it without laughing. Oh, no. They're both, that's why Wiener Schnitzel's one of the funniest words on the planet. Yeah, totally. It hits you from both sides. Yeah. 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 The Wiener Schnitzel always hits you from both sides. <laughs> See, it works every time. Everything yeah. about Wiener Schnitzel is funny. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll leave it at that because we're out of time. <laughs> All right, uh, much love. Uh, we'll see you next time.